0: The question was, uh, is there anything missing from the checklist? Okay, so let me check the
1: checklist then. Yeah, um, peeing. Yeah, I
0: I sort of assume that it's... No, I'm serious. Doesn't need to...
1: No, I'm serious. Okay. It's, it should be in the checklist. I just went to the toilet before we started recording, so it's really important. <laughs>
0: okay, take a pee. Yeah. It's on the checklist. All right. <laughs>
1: it's really cool. I really like it.
0: Hmm maybe Uh I, I still don't believe that you know it's it works very fast and it's it's probably has a very high like uh, rate of, of errors and sometimes probably weird stuff happens I mean that's Apple watch okay so let's start with the space corner and obviously I uh, wanted to talk about Falcon 9 the SpaceX rocket which um, did something interesting. Uh, like what two weeks ago or something and I, I would I would guess that among our listeners there are two groups of people uh, the first group are, are total nerds uh, like space nerds people who already know this and are super excited but are, are still be like perfectly happy to hear it again <laughs> yeah and the second group doesn't know and doesn't care but they should know, and they should care, so I'll talk about it anyway. <laughs> okay.
1: That's, uh, that, that's your point of view.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Yeah. Like, you, you have to do space advocacy. Like, you, you have okay. to, you know, make people care, right? It's, like, it's the future, man. It's the future. Yeah. So the point is, um, something like six months ago, like, at the end of June, um, SpaceX's Rocket had a uh, an anomaly and blew up in the air essentially, and then like for about half a year there was nothing because like they were like investigating it and stuff like that, and then on uh, December 22nd um, they did a few interesting things. So first of all, they returned to flight after less than half a year, which is um, which sounds like a long time for. for people like in the software industry where like half a year is is like decades in in normal time but uh, the space industry is like the reverse of it like everything is like in slow motion and everything takes ages so even considering that the 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 problem behind the failure was pretty trivial um, the fact that they they got back to flight in half a year is pretty impressive actually so there was that and you know, they uh, they returned to flight. They they uh, had a the first launch of a of an upgraded um, rocket, which looks just the same, but has like thirty percent more performance. So that's cool. But then the cool thing about that flight is, aside from just um, delivering payload to the orbit, you know, they delivered like eleven satellites to low Earth orbit. Yeah, and then the booster stage, so like the majority of of the rocket um, turned around, got back the few hundred kilometers you know, downrange back to the the launch site and got back down and landed safely on land like the rocket launched and then landed and that's amazing for a few reasons like first of all, like no one really... (laughs) did that before Uh, a month earlier there was this cool uh, blue origin rocket which like launched 100 kilometers up so it technically crossed the border of space and then landed safely but this i mean you know when you when you see rockets um you don't have a sense of scale this thing is massive it's like um it's like almost four meters in diameter So it's like bigger than the room I'm in. And it's like 60 meters tall. It's like giant. Yeah. And this thing, which like on top of it, there was 120 tons of the second stage of the rocket and cargo, which was delivered in orbit and actually stayed in space. And that thing, you know, came back down after speeding up to 6,000 kilometers per hour and landed safely. And that just, I mean, I don't have words for this. This is just amazing, right? Like no one
1: did that before because this is really hard, but awesome. I mean, I mean, this is this is what what we admire about Elon Musk and about this vision. You know that right now because of SpaceX, like and and other companies, uh, uh, but SpaceX is the leader there we are finally moving from the 60s, you know, of the last century. And there, I mean, we have really innovation in the space industry. And I mean, there is a possibility to actually, you know, conquer the space. And what, what, and what we learned reading the book about Elon Musk, I mean, the, the whole idea is that you have to reduce the costs dramatically, like really dramatically to really make it really sensible to actually go to space. And one of the things, I mean, they are they are doing lots of things to reduce costs. Of the rocket itself, but the rocket itself it has to be reusable. It's like you know, it's like if I would take a Ryanair flight, you know, from like from from here to 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 you know to a, a place in Europe, and the, then upon arrival, the, the flight would, would just uh, the, you know the, the airplane would just decommission, you know, <laughs> just, just be gone, right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So it's it's amazing what they're doing. It's really it's really it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's really ridiculous. I mean, imagine how expensive um air travel would be if if airplanes were only used once i mean rockets are expensive but they're only expensive because so far they could only be used once uh like a falcon 9 rocket costs like 60 million and like pretty much everything else is like between 100 and 400 million which is like comparable to prices of of planes yeah like uh sort of, um, you know, something like 737 or Airbus A320 would be also about $100 million, and then something huge like uh, A380, like the biggest plane in the world, is, is also like
1: half a billion dollars, but it's fine, because when you split it across this many, like, flights... exactly. And many years of service, like like 20, 30 years of service. I mean, yeah, like the the the, the jumbo jets, the seven four seven, they are like they're like they really they're very very long in, in service. So that's the, that's the, one of the reasons what they're what they are doing. So it's really it's really cool. And what I really liked, especially, so I really I think we I mean, we will we we'll link in the show notes to the the whole uh, you know uh, uh, webcast. It was really cool when they were showing what kind of feet it is. Like it would be like they compared what they did to, uh, like, compared it to, like, like, throwing, like, a pencil over, you know, Empire State Building and then turning it around and landing it safely, you know, in, uh, like, yeah. I don't know, on, on on something. So it was, like, it was crazy, crazy difficult what they did. So um, I like the comparison because it was, like, it, it blew my mind.
0: Yeah, and uh, tomorrow, or on Sunday, well, um, if anything goes well, anyway, before this, Episode is actually released. SpaceX will have another launch, another attempt to land, but this time uh, not on on land, not uh, return to launch site, but on a on a barge like in the sea, uh, because it's it's not possible. Uh, like uh, there's like 30 percent performance penalty to um, return to launch site, but when you like land on a barge, there's only like 15 percent. So um, if if they can land safely on sea and not back at launch site, you know that would allow even more missions to be reusable. So, um, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe by the time uh, you listen to this, dear listener, um, SpaceX will land two rockets, and they're also likely to um, do a static fire test of of. Uh, of the booster core that was returned a few weeks ago, so like it won't launch again because it's like a, a, a piece of history. So it will like go to a museum somewhere, but they will like test it on uh, just on launch pad to see if engines and everything work fine.
1: All right. So that's cool. It's really crazy. So yeah. So really, uh, we are one step closer to really uh, space travel and you know going to Mars and stuff. So really, uh, it's yeah. it's a big step.
0: Yeah, it's it's an important step to um you know colonizing Mars.
1: Yeah, I mean whatever. I mean just you know, you know those. I mean this is like doing something outrageous, doing something really we should have you know we should be doing. Like I remember when I was reading the book by Elon. I mean about Elon Musk, and they were comparing you know the 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 equipment that they were they were dealing with 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 space. Like they had like you know the Ataris, you know, and the Spectrums, and and you know of of you know or even you know worse computers on that. And now they're using, you know, guess what? The latest technology, right? <laughs> like uh, like we now say that, you know, my Apple Watch is more powerful than the, you know, the computer from the 80s. Well, so they, yeah. they have these powerful computers right now on these, you know, new uh, rockets and, and they can do crazy stuff with that because they have, they are finally using the advanced technology.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, most people don't realize, but... Just about any other rocket in service today has a very, very long uh, heritage. Like it's, it's maybe another iteration of, of, uh, you know, some some of those rockets trace back to, 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 to ICBMs designed in fifties or sixties. Literally. Yeah. So. It's like it's like crazy how old all of this stuff is. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, I think you have some follow up as to the last episode.
1: Yeah, I have. So. Um... Uh, yeah, last episode I told, uh, I mean, we, we were discussing you know, goal setting, you know, new year's resolutions, how we do that. So, um, so I would like to follow up on that. Uh, because, um, actually, this week I, I was just you know, uh, the, the first part of the week I was I was uh, uh, putting up fires because they, they like everybody had wanted something from me, so I, I was trying to you know, catch up and, and 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 I literally literally put up fires. And then, uh, yesterday, Thursday, because we record on Friday, so on Thursday, I I finally had a whole day to myself, so I could really, you know, deal with strategy, you know, and, and really, you know, again, review what I had planned and everything. So, uh, so one of the things was that I uh, I put my goals in Nosby, you know, firmly. The cool thing is that I grouped the, the the goals together. So, like for example, I had like I have like six goals, like six projects, for six different goals. But some of the goals are like are, are tasks, like the, the shorter ones. For example, like there's one goal like for our Nosby growth, which is just one project. But then inside, I have all these um, tasks as parameters, and uh, and and also some of the tasks are like you know small goals. Also with with my fitness. For example, I have a big fitness goal, but then I have small. I have two or three fitness goals inside there, and some other tasks. So first of all, for example, my my short term goal, for example, for January, is to lose weight, to my level that I that is you know. Uh, that, is, that is right and and this is like a recurring task for me and uh every day i have to put put you know put the, the amount of i mean the, the weight that i have every day so every day i have this recurring task it's in this goal thing and also it has a, a, a category called scoreboard it's like the, you know the score this way uh this way i uh like in many goals like because the idea is taken from the for the, the disciplines of execution is to uh, put score, you know, on things. So put, put you know, put things that are happening, you know, if you're posting, then, you know, put what you posted, you know, this kind of diary of what you're doing to go to the goal, to, you know, to, so you can feel the progress. And I really like it because today, for example, in the morning, I got this task, requiring task back, you know, lose weight. And then, and it, because it, it, it had the project, you know, my goal for fitness, and then it had the category scoreboard, so I knew I had to put the weight there. And kind of having this task in my project, which is called Goal, it kind of makes it—I don't know—makes it more powerful for some reason, you know. Because you know, before I would put, I wouldn't put you know actions and tasks really into my goals. I would make, I would just review the goals arbitrarily. I wouldn't put you know tasks there. But having tasks appear from projects called goals, kind of, you know, reminds me about the goal, reminds me what I have to do about the goal, and reminds me to have to take an action for the goal, you know? Even if an action is just to, you know, to wait myself, you know, put the wait, done, task is done, thank you very much. But the idea of having this task pop up, remind me about the goal, and, and put the score there, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, uh, I really like it, I really like this, this, this dynamic. So I'm trying in every goal that I have, I'm trying to have some recurring tasks, show up uh, to really remind remind myself even daily about some of the goals and of course on the weekly review I'm gonna you know review all the goals but I don't know for some reason this is a very nice hack and it's like the daily reminder of, of some of the goals that I'm, I'm you know I'm moving forward and and even this such as you know small thing as waiting myself and putting the weight and just making the task done you know feels better I don't know it feels like I'm moving forward
0: so essentially you you use nosby here uh, both as a as a system to remind you of stuff, so reminders, and to like track progress. So, exactly. Uh, if, if I got it right, you you would like put uh, your weight uh, in the task. Right? Yes,
1: as a comment, so so like, later I can use. Mm, interesting. You know, p- p- browse the comments and see you know how the progress was. Right. Of course, it's it, every weight is a different comment. So, like uh, you know, it's a it's a nice way to you know to view the progress to track the progress.
0: Yeah, uh, I've been tracking my weight. Um, for like a very long time um, in, in numbers, just the, the Apple sort of spreadsheet app. And so, um, you know, what's what's cool about that is that I have something like five or five and a half years of history that's nicely sort of graphed. So okay. I, I can sort of see how it's changed like really over time. And, you know, when you try to track your weight uh, short term, uh, it can be deceiving because, like, if if the way you eat and like the time you weigh yourself and etc. like isn't exactly the same every day, uh, then you'll see like major fluctuations. So like short term, yeah. um, like tracking your weight is, is is deceiving. But when you just collect a lot of samples, I I sometimes forget, but I weigh myself almost every day and like put it there, and then I. I only like view it as a chart using a a sort of one week, um, what's the word? Running average, I think mm-hmm. it's called. So essentially, I'm I'm like smoothing out all of the the fluctuations, the the the, the tiny like peaks and froths that that are just normal between different days. Mm-hmm. And so um, maybe just maybe I'll, I'll like put a, a screenshot of of, uh, of of this graph, which is like. You know, it's kind of interesting because the the, the graph has data since 2010, all the way till now. And like, I don't even remember why I started doing this. And like, I kept doing this all along Mm -hmm. without actually, like for the most of of, of that time, without even like doing much to like influence it. it, it's as if like, like generally yeah. if you track something like that it's because you're you're like yeah, for a consciously and, and actively doing stuff to like make the the chart go the right way yeah. and, and it did, it was just there but that's also what's, what makes it like really interesting to, to see this data over time. Yeah, totally. Okay, um, one also small uh, bit of feedback as to the last episode. I mentioned that I cut down on some podcasts uh, yeah. so I have one in particular sort of uh, stat that blew my mind so one of the podcasts that i i stopped listening to is uh, atp actual tech podcast and i like it i always liked it i still do but just yeah. decided that you know what it's two hours a week and that's a lot and like i'm not sure if, if it's like if it's like worth two hours of my time each week uh, so I, I counted like how how much actually i i um i lost or now i i gained by just cutting down on, on on this one podcast and it's like two hours uh, but I listen um, using overcast and it's like uh, has like smart speed and you know regular sort of speed increase so it's like 1.5 X usually so this is like one hour 20 minutes per episode which isn't too bad but then over 50 episodes per year that's 65 hours of listening yeah and that's you know an average most books, audiobooks I listen to are like between 5 and 15 hours, maybe 10 hours average That's six more books I can listen to every year by cutting down on this One podcast that that was cool but just wasn't really essential to, to my life And obviously I also, um, you know, not all of that time will be replaced by audiobooks Because again, it's sort of slightly context dependent Uh Mm-hmm. But still it's pretty amazing to think that by cutting down this this one little thing that I, I wouldn't spend too much thinking about I can like suddenly you know consume like 25% more books in the year in theory. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing.
1: Well I I, I decided not to cut this podcast cuz uh, I still have it uh, you know as my weekly listen especially when I'm riding on my bike cuz I really enjoy it. But uh, but yeah I've I've been more uh, but because what you said uh, made me think uh, I, I went through uh, my podcast list and also that like I can overcast. I have like the, the playlist. So I started be, being more and more um, decisive about, you know, about some of the episodes. Like for example, if there is an episode that just doesn't seem interesting to me, I just, just cut it out, you know, of yeah, or, even same. if the podcast is very, very cool. And I definitely cut out the the John Gruber's talk show because it's just long talk show. It's just
0: oh yeah, I did it a long time ago because it's just too long. And I, I still listen to it from time to time when like the uh, the interviewee is yeah like seems interesting, but it it's not like a regular thing. Exactly. Okay. Uh, one um, piece of feedback from a listener, Krzysztof Zabotsky on on Twitter um, commented on you know our talk about you know guilting yourself into like doing things and like yeah. how you should review your goals and not just like ma- set them and then forget about them and then feel bad for not achieving them so um I'll paraphrase it slightly but essentially he he noted that you know j- just from like s- psychological standpoint you should you should compare and track uh, the progress on the goal and and not just the execution because like if you have a goal and like fail to finish it in time, you just like it just makes you feel bad. Yeah. And 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 sometimes like sometimes it's important and you know you, you feel guilty and you'll do, you'll do it. But you know most of the time it's it's not actually helpful and and not not actually um, good for you. Most most of the time it's it's far more useful to like use this um, frame of mind that you're you're not tracking you know just the execution of it just achieving the goal but yeah. the fact that you're moving closer towards the goal and every time like you you see your goals and you can see that maybe you haven't like achieved the thing but you've moved closer to a goal that's that feels really good that feels empowering and and really like motivating to keep going and and not just feel like you're a failure because you didn't achieve it.
1: Yeah, and and, and it, that's why that's why reviewing the goal and just and having, keeping a score, that what I just mentioned, you know, I mean, in any way you can, you know, on an Excel sheet, you know, as as I said, in requiring tasks or something like that helps you, you know, move forward and see that you that there is a forward movement, and I I uh, like I, I I went also yesterday when I when I was you know doing the the, the, the thing I I went through Michael Hyatt's best year ever course, because mm. uh, I got it and. He mentions that you know the, everybody says the goals should be smart, so the you know specific, um, measurable, uh, attainable, uh, uh, relevant, and time bound.
0: I yeah. absolutely hate uh, these sort of managerial yeah, yeah acronyms.
1: But there is he he said he says SMARTER. Because he also said that there should be exciting, <laughs> right? So, so sometimes really, uh, uh, so the E is for exciting. So, the, so sometimes really, it's uh, when you set up uh, out the goal in the beginning of the beginning of the year, you're very excited about it. But then you just the excitement just just goes down, you know. So uh, if you don't review it and if you don't connect with your why, why you set it out, why you were excited about it, you will lose the excitement and then you will not achieve it, you know. And very often that's that's also the case. And the goal should be exciting because you know why would you do that if it's not exciting what you're going to achieve, right?
0: Yeah. Um, on a slightly related note, but something different a bit. Um, oftentimes, I, I find myself like having this interesting, exciting like ideas and goals popping into my head, and and like uh, one sort of um, process or, or habit that I found very useful is I just have a list. It's probably nosby be. It's called like Backburner or something like that, uh-huh. and, and like. Every time, you know, something like, you know, an idea like, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if I did X? I just put it in the project and, and stop thinking about it, right? Because, like, you have to put it in a system because otherwise yeah. it will just be weighing on, on on your mind so that you don't forget about it or whatever. Uh, so you should put it somewhere. But then uh, my, my point here is that oftentimes those ideas turn out to be bad. Yes. Like, uh, it's like actually this is stupid let's not do it uh, but it just it's just useful to to have a buffer for stuff like that where you can put things and then after after some time after a week or whatever when you like review it maybe during your weekly review and you get to see those things again and you have some perspective uh, then it, it's easier to decide okay does it stay on the list and maybe someday or the, the, was it just you know, a momentary excitement, but it's actually like silly, and let's just drop it.
1: I mean, this is what we do with you know, with uh, with with features in Nosby That very often there's a, a cool feature that we are thinking about, but then we just keep it there as 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 you know, in in our backlog. And if the feature you know pops up again, pops up again, and then we also start start to be you know start to connect with the feature and think, yeah, yeah, it might be really cool. Then you know, it gets uh, it gets done uh, at some point, maybe. My my experience lately has been that. We we might be like
0: overdoing that, over noting everything for the future because we only end up with this huge sort of yeah, um, trash bin of of stuff that's that's pro- that most of it will never actually get done or 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 anything, right? And 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 oftentimes like when the same idea pops up again, like no one no one remembers that it it was there on the list, so they just make a new thing and there's like a bunch of duplicates. So you know I feel like oftentimes Um, Like, in in the context of having, like, a backlog of of stuff, you know, at a company, oftentimes I find it helpful to to sort of be like, you know what, that sounds interesting, but uh, probably not, and if it's actually this good, this will pop up again, so just, like, not even... Jot it down, or maybe jot it down, but probably just remove it from the list. And also, actually doing the weekly review and 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 like looking at those big lists of things noted for someday, maybe is also useful. Shoot,
1: more. I mean, this is what I do, for example, with with my you know, because um, I have this this goal for our you know growth, not of our company. So and 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 I have lots of marketing ideas and what we do you know to market our not you know our application better and, and you know sell it better to you know achieve you know. Uh, get it into hands of many more people and i put these ideas in this in this uh project in this goal and as you said i review this ideas ideas every week so at some point for example one of the ideas might morph into a but a different idea then it you know at some point i will maybe pursue this idea sometimes these ideas would just you know be rubbish after three weeks still so i'll just you know you know totally remove them from there so so it's, it 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 does make sense to really to have them and just to put them there and to review them on a, you know, slightly, you know, on a regular interval yeah. and and then and go through them. So uh, totally.
0: Yeah, the point is is just not to be afraid to to delete stuff that doesn't yeah. seem relevant anymore.
1: Yeah, but uh, about jotting ideas. So let me just, you know, segue there. Um, I was, I, I really want to try to journal finally this year. That's one of my goals for this year to really mm. like have a, like a regular journal. I've been doing this several times, I've been approaching this problem several, you know, ways, and I miss journaling, because when I do it, I've, I, it feels like my thoughts are going somewhere, you know, and then some ideas are going there, and, but there's always this barrier of entry, there's always this problem when I should do it, and, you know, all these things, so... Uh, one of the ideas that I had recently is like you know I, I instead of having a, like a journal application or you know put it into Evernote, I, I have just a text file in um, in uh, uh, on Dropbox and 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 using the uh, the application called um, Editorial, I I just you know put uh, stuff there and I have a, like a shortcut like a template for a new journal entry so I can you know fill it up fill it up. But then, uh, reading our latest uh, blog post uh, about Nosby automation, you know, with workflow and stuff, uh, written by our VP of Product uh, Rafao on Nosby blog, I was thinking, yeah, I remember at some point where we were, you know, talking about um, or complaining about Apple Watch. Raju was saying that it would be great if he could just, you know, take the wrist and just say something to the Apple Watch, and it would be jotted down where he wanted it to do, hmm. and. I just did just that. I I installed the workflow app on the iPhone and then on the Apple Watch and created the workflow that if I just click record there on this workflow, uh, it will just record what I, I mean, it will transcribe what I just dictate to the wrist and append it to my text file. So to my journal file.
0: That sounds fantastic in theory, and I'm pretty sure it's
1: terrible in practice. It works very well. So, I don't believe you. Uh, oh, I can just demo this to you right now. Let me just do it right now. Uh, so uh, all I have to do is just go to Applications. So I just press 1 and then so, so opens the Workflow application. And because it's in my memory of my Apple Watch, the Add to Journal is already there as the, as the you know, uh, thing that is showing on my wrist. So I'm going to just pl- hit Play. I'm recording this for my buddy because he doesn't believe that it actually works. And then I said done. And then I see add to journal. I see a spinner, append to file in Dropbox. Thank you very much. It's done. I will show the file later to you. So it's really cool. So I've used it like two or three times yesterday. And, you know, well, I just had an idea and it just popped up and I was like, okay, I'm just going to judge that right now. I'd set it to my watch, it appended to my journal file, so so every night or every morning when I'm going to journal, I'm going to just see also these loose notes uh, taken, you know, on these days through my watch. Uh, so it's really cool. I really like it. Hmm.
0: Maybe. Oh, uh, I mean, no, I mean, it sounds really good, but... Um... I, I still don't believe that you know, it's, it works very fast and it it's probably has a very high like, uh, rate of, of errors and sometimes probably weird stuff happens. I mean, that's Apple Watch.
1: No, really, the, 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 the thing that surprised me is that once you... I mean, the first time you open the workflow app, it just goes spinning, 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 and then it shows the app. Then you choose the workflow. Then it's spinning a little bit and then shows you the workflow. But that's it. Uh, next time I open the the workflow app, it's 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 all already you know loaded in the memory of the Apple Watch, so it's very quick. I mean, after the first time I launched the workflow app uh, the day before yesterday, up until now, just when I when I demoed it for your life, it just opens instantly. So it's just one click, one tap, speak. Thank you very much. So it's really really fast, and uh, the idea that what I say. It's not 100% accurate, but it's, it is more or less accurate. And, and the, the, I mean, the thing gets done. There is a thought. It went to the Apple Watch. Even if it's not 100% correct, uh, I know what I was you know, thinking about back then. So I don't have to rem- remember about it. But when I review my journal, it's going to be there.
0: Uh, you should totally uh, share the, the workflow All right. in uh, show notes. Okay, uh, we'll totally talk more about uh, journaling in the future. And uh, we are supposed to be quick on follow-up this week for a change, but it didn't work because us. Yeah. Uh, so next week, no follow-up, All right. <laughs> I guess, probably. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we just don't want to make, like, really long uh, episodes. Uh, so maybe let's just go to uh, our picks for this week, because we forgot to
1: doing that last week, so... So before, before I do that, uh, one last piece of follow-up uh, to what you just said about, you know, because you said that half a year, it's like decades long for programmers and everything. Yeah. So um, in Nosby 3, which is launching very soon, we will introduce a magical, you know, revolutionary feature that when you open a task and you see the task details, you will be able with one just tap, move to another task and then another and then another. This way you'll be able to quickly review the tasks um, with the task details, you know, so quickly on your, you know, iPhone and on your desktop. We talked about this feature like a year ago.
0: Yeah, I, I, I precisely remember like standing right there Uh, Like, on one of the first design fights I was part of and, like, making this sort of proposal, let's do this, and we shelved it and forgot about it for whatever reason, and now it's finally done. And also, I think you revealed something that wasn't revealed before, which is that the next version of Nosby will, won't be called 2.7, but will be called 3.0, just, you know,
1: because. Because we have a new logo, that's why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have a new logo.
1: So we're just coming very soon. But yeah so just saying you know um, so there's a spoiler for you. I mean this, and this thing is just it rocks because especially that we have uh, made the, the column I mean the, the task details uh, bigger on the uh, on the iPhones. So like if you have if, if you have like a, like me iPhone 6s plus, then it's really big and it's really cool to navigate through tasks like this. It's amazing and especially going through comments. so uh, really, really cool. Yeah, it's
0: it's useful everywhere, but particularly so uh, on iPhone because yeah. on on a Mac um, when you when you have you know when you don't just have a three hundred pixel uh, window you know yeah uh, like like you would on, on an iPhone you can just with your mouse quickly go between tasks, but when you have an iPhone and and, and the whole sort of task details column covers the entire screen then going between tasks was sort of a pain in the butt. And and now it's like you can really quickly uh, like go through them to like review a project or when you're uh, seeing tasks with new comments. So yep. that's very useful. And uh, I'm not sure if there will be enough time to do it. I'll try. But uh, if, if not this version, then the next one, I'll definitely add a uh, a keyboard shortcut for the Mac um, to, so so that you can do like commands and down or up to like quickly go between tasks. So cool. That'd
1: be cool. So cool.
0: Yeah. And, and also fun fact uh, for like iPad um, crazy people, you know, if you're like Michael and yeah. use an iPad with an external keyboard, then uh, the, the Mac keyboard shortcuts that, you know, with command are also now available on iOS in
1: 3.0. Yeah, so cool. you're welcome. So, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the picks. Uh, <laughs> so I have I have two. First one is um, the Minimalists. What's that? So there is this website, and there are these two guys who are who call them themselves the Minimalists, and uh, and they've been pretty successful with the website. They're, you know, they have a very large following now. Uh, I I uh, came across them because I was uh, following Leo Babauta. The, the guy from ZenHabits.net, so yeah. the minimalists uh, are these guys who are talking about minimalism, so how to live with less, and it is particularly useful resource because um, I mean their website is free. I mean they they have books which are not free but f- pretty cheap, <laughs> uh, but anyway the 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 website is free and there are lots, of, lots they have lots of really great content there, and the idea is how to really minimize the amount of stuff that you have. So especially for the beginning of the year and doing your resolution, you know, cleaning up, spring cleaning, whatever. Um, I think this is a very relevant uh, resource because it really, I mean, they, they have lots of very cool tips uh, and tricks how to uh, how to really get rid of stuff, like packing party, uh, these kind of things. So, I mean, to learn more about it, go to theminimalist.com very very cool resource and uh, we'll link it in the show notes um especially yeah. you know for getting stuff getting stuff out you know getting rid of clutter living with less which i think is all what we should be doing
0: so i haven't seen it but you know as for minimalism in, in general um, minimalism and particularly the the word the phrase minimalism is like in at least to some people like really cliche now yeah. um which is, i mean I, I sort of get it but at the same time it's sort of an an interesting idea, an interesting sort of mental model, that um, we're we're, you know, almost literally sort of hardwired to want more. Yeah, like just like, you know, looking at it like from from an. Evolutionary perspective, like it just makes sense for you to always want more and like not get rid of resources you have. Exactly, but it just completely um, removed from the realities of what the world is like now. And so we we have this often unhealthy sort of um, urge to collect stuff and have more and this isn't actually what uh, much of the time uh, you want or you need or is good or healthy for you. So, so just you know, having this, this notion in mind that uh, it's okay, uh, like less isn't a bad thing and like, often you want to or you need to get rid of stuff and just um, you know, keep your, your house and your, your systems and your mind out of clutter is a good thing.
1: Yeah, and, and the good thing about these guys is that they're, like, they're not forcing you to, you know, you have to have 50 things or 100 things or whatever. But just to tell you, you know, you have to be just conscious what you want what you want in your life and you have to realize the truth, which is that um, pe- things that you have occupy mental space in your mind. So, like, they have to, you know, and if you get rid of many things that you don't really care about that much, but you have them um then you will be just you know more creative you know you'll have you know less things to worry about and everything so yeah totally there it is
0: so my first pick for this week is uh, a book uh called the power of habit by charles dahig and i'm probably screwing up his name so sorry about that yeah uh, and i was going to mention it in reference to what was supposed to be uh, the main topic for today, but I guess if if you're a really quick reader, then uh, consider it uh, homework yeah. uh, for the next episode. Good one. And essentially, it is what it says on on the box. It's it's about habits and what sort of habits do and how they're formed and how to break them or you know all sorts of stuff like that. And you know what I what I like about this book is it, it isn't um, it isn't this sort of like self-help-ish book with like personal perspective of the author, but presented as the, the magic silver bullet. It's like um, you know I, I I think the author is like a journalist or, or something, but it's really well written. Like it's it's based on um, research and and just like yeah. what what we've learned from you know decades of of researching human psychology and etc. Um, so it, it's it's like it's solid, and um, I found it very helpful the first time I, I read it. To uh, a lot of stuff in this book seems very common sense, but common sense often yeah. isn't. Like it seems obvious once you get that, um, but oftentimes even if you like consciously it obvi- it like immediately makes sense to you, uh, if you if you don't internalize it. After mm-hmm. like reading a book about it or something, um, you often end up just like your default will be the wrong thing. Uh, so anyway, I you really recommend this book?
1: My friend who, who also read this book uh, told me that you know this book is like a user manual for for us, like for people how we actually work and how we are, yeah. how 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 humans you know function. <laughs> so it, it's it's good to know the you know user manual because then suddenly you know how to tweak the user manual. I mean the 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 yourself to actually function differently
0: Uh, as programmers say rtfm (laughs) Uh, and and also um a funny story about this book so uh, i got this book in paper um from amazon like uh, a few years ago and then um i i noticed that uh one of my friends has a polish version of the book also a paper book but in polish so i was like hmm i really uh, like that book and I last read it like two years ago or something, so I'll borrow it uh, and maybe I'll read again because I liked it and you know I'll read it in Polish just just you know because <laughs> I don't tend to read a lot of Polish these days. Uh, so the book sat on my shelf for like a year, like completely forgotten, both by by me and and, and its owner, uh, <laughs> and then my mom. Uh, noticed it and started reading it, which is like not a thing that she would do. So um, like she's um, like in the middle of it and I'm curious about what she learns from it. And
1: yeah, that's cool. Let's see let's see what she, what she tells us. <laughs> so your second pick. Yeah. so um, this is going to be a, a selfish pick now because uh, uh, one of the things that I decided to do this year is to refocus my blog. To uh, sleepmindski.com, because uh, I don't want to be just the productivity guy. I want to be the productivity guy who is actually running a company without an office. So I uh, decided to uh, switch the focus of my blog to really writing about no office, because like like too too often I just talk to people how we work and nobody believes us. Nobody believes like we can have twenty something people company working without an office. And. Uh, and I think that things we have learned, and the best practices we have learned, and we have learned from other companies, are they, they should be you know written somewhere. So I launched this new website called NoOffice.org, which is actually uh, sponsored by Medium. So it actually goes to my Medium you know uh, uh, blog, so my Medium set of posts publication, let's call it, and uh, the, the Medium just you know I, I I mapped my domain for to Medium and they took it, and uh, so it's NoOffice.org. And I'm going to publish there a weekly column on this topic, and um, I've already been pretty successful with with the first posts there, and uh, I like doing that, and I would love to have your feedback on the working without an office, and um, one of my recent you know posts was about it was again a reference to Matrix and the and the fact that there is no spoon, so there is no office, because it's not office that gets the work done, but it's people who get the work done. And you know it, no matter where they are. So um, anyway, uh, it's a new project of mine. I mean, not new, uh, new adult, but also the it's a whole you know different focus for the whole year. Uh, this year to work to lo- to write more about it, as we already have been talking about it, you know, on our podcast. So I decided, you know, let's just channel this energy and and just keep going there, because there are so many things we, uh, you, know, you, me, our company, we take for granted that you know yeah we do it like this because this is how it works. But for many companies and for many people, they don't really know this stuff. And they still really, they just still don't believe that's not possible. There is a company of 20-something people, you know, that they have no office, really.
0: Yeah, and I I, I like the the sort of slogan for it, no office. Like uh, I know uh, First Hand Signals would, uh, or Basecamp these days, uh, like they they wrote a book about working remotely and they call it remote. Uh, But no office is also a, a pretty cool label.
1: Yeah, and it's very drastic, and it's. I think you know. Also, it's an, another thing that I think you know. You should you know, if you want to spread a message across, uh, we sh- you should be a little bit more, a little bit edgy, a little bit controversial. You know, and we mm. and actually in this way we are controversial because we actually are living like that. We are working like that. So, but we need to show because um, not everybody can work like we do, but they can really take lots of ideas from from our ideas. So this way of saying no office. Is is you know it's very polarizing, but then again, it's you know I hope yeah. it will interest more people you know than than the remote thing. Yeah,
0: I mean some uh, some people might might take it uh, the wrong way, like it's like really clickbaity, like no office. But uh, I, I I like the the stronger name because remote we know what remote means, yeah, what remote work is. But you know you see a book or a website, whatever, called remote and. You have no context, but you say no office. Like, what? No office? What the hell? Like, how come? Exactly. So that's interesting. Okay, uh, my second pick. um, So also related to our um, conversation last week. You know, we talked about our goals. And both for you and me, there was, you know, uh, talk about um, like losing weight and and just taking care of of your body, right? Uh, And obviously, a large part of that is nutrition. Um, so anyway uh, the, the article is is called uh, you can trust what you read about nutrition it's over at 538.com and like this is a problem that that I have with um, with this like it's always sort of useful to to base your behavior, your actions based on Facts based on science, like if 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 you can say that something is sort of good or not good, then yeah, it's it's good to know what's good and what's not good for you, right? But the problem with nutrition uh, is that you just it's near impossible uh, to find any good data on it. Yeah, uh, and 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 part of it is is the same problem as with stuff like um, I don't know, like like climate and, and stuff like that. That it just you know, it's it's the sort of thing that people in the media will talk about. So it, it just, like, it's spread to thin, like, in the mainstream. And, like, there's people who want, like, make money off of writing books. And, like, everyone will propose their fat diet and etc. So there's part of that. But a large part, and this is what, what the article talks about, is that it is really, really hard uh, to actually do good research yeah. on nutrition. It's like, you know... It's hard to to study humans like that because like how how can you how can you tell what people what people are actually like eating like the, the the way you sort of try to measure that is very difficult and and um has a really sort of high level of uncertainty and and so you can really easily um come to conclusions that are just not true and like yeah. see correlations that don't exist and it, it's just this one sort of area of of science that's that's just really hard, where our our sort of mef- methodologies for studying it are just not good enough. And and so um, it would be great to have more solid science on nutrition, but we don't because it's just it's just so hard to study. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just something I, I found quite um, fascinating.
1: I mean, you know, on that on that note, I uh, when I read the book uh, How We Get Fat, uh, uh, I was totally, you know, my chip totally changed. I was really surprised what the author was, and then he's a scientist, actually was saying there about nutrition and and what we should eat, and yeah, some of the things I, I believed and I was I I was sure to be true, uh, he totally discarded. It. So um, and sometimes I, I think it's fads, you know, like. Right now, butter is good. Right now, milk is good. Then milk is not good anymore, and, and you know these kind of things. Like, yeah. it's really hard. You're right. Yeah, which is a, a total shame, but you know, such is life.